Welcome to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. Our guests this episode are Matthew Havisto, People Tools Strategist at Oracle, and Gary Dranikowski, Managing Director at Spear MC. Both Matthew and Gary work closely with Kibana Analytics for PeopleSoft. And now, here's your podcast host, Senior Director of Product Strategy at Oracle, Robin Valida. Welcome, everybody, to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. We have two very special guests with us today. We have Matthew Havisto from Oracle People Tools Strategy and Gary Janikowski, Managing Partner with Spear MC. Gary, Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Robin. How are you doing? I think, thanks, Robin. Uh, doing great. This is a, a great opportunity for those who are listening to get a better sense of, Matthew, what your role is with, uh, with Oracle. I know you've been working with the PeopleSoft product and in People Tools for a very long time. Let's first start with you, and then we'll get to Gary. Matthew, can you tell people a little bit about what you what you do for uh, Oracle and PeopleSoft? Sure. Uh, I came to PeopleSoft in '97. Uh, at that time, I was working on a small research project, not really involved with PeopleSoft directly. After two years, I transitioned into working on the PeopleSoft product uh, directly, and I've been on that ever since. Uh, I currently work in People Tools. I've been in People Tools for a long time. I I'm involved primarily with uh, the user experience, uh, reporting and analytics, search, uh, accessibility, and lots of things to do with the UI. And that's how I got involved with uh, Kibana specifically. Yeah. And we definitely want to talk about Kibana today. That's going to be the main topic for um, our audience to learn more about. Gary, how about yourself? Can you tell us a little bit about what your background is and, uh, and how, it's, how, how you've gotten involved with PeopleSoft? Sure. Yeah, I actually got involved with PeopleSoft in 2000. I joined PeopleSoft and <laughs> a conversation Matthew and I had a few months ago, we actually were in the same and sat next to each other in our boot camp class <laughs> in 2000, kind of side tidbit there. But so I've been doing PeopleSoft for many years, came in through the professional development program that PeopleSoft used to have. And over the years, transitioned through system administration, technical roles into PeopleSoft EPM which eventually led me into analytics and reporting and OBIEE, and then it came full circle um, from the Kibana perspective as uh, PeopleSoft or slash Oracle brought uh, Kibana in as part one of the technologies that are available. So all the way around PeopleSoft, analytics, reporting, that's my background and very excited now that Kibana is part of that stack. Yeah, you know, Gary, um, you and I first met at the New England Regional User Group for uh, for PeopleSoft and Oracle. Um, it seems like a, a lifetime ago, but it was, I think, what, two years ago now. It took place at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, about a year and a half. Is it a year and a half, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember you uh, coming up to me and, and asking about Kibana. Uh, you were really excited about it. And I know based on your like you said, your background, you've been in analytics almost your entire career. And I could tell that you were excited about it. And you also wanted to form kind of a practice around it within the Spear MC so that um, you can provide this tool and help customers get live on this tool. Tell me about what gets you excited about Kibana. Um, I think that may help customers understand you know, what, why they should be interested in it as well. But what gets you excited about Kibana? Well, I, I think the capabilities that Kibana provides, you know, the visualizations, the things that customers always had to go external to get in the past, right? You had to implement 
some other technology to create dashboards or really nice visualizations, right? I, like I said, I spent a lot of time using Oracle BI and this sort of brings that in-house without having to purchase any other tools. And the fact that Oracle is now putting investment dollars behind this and developing really new content for PeopleSoft customers is so exciting. And even to this morning, we actually were having a meeting with one of our customers and going through their Get Current. And we had flashed up some of the available delivered dashboards. And it was like, whoa, what? we're getting this too? It was, it's exciting, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think people, uh, Kibana is one of those things where you really have to see it. You know, with our podcast format, we're all audio, but customers can always go on to our YouTube site, the Oracle PeopleSoft YouTube page and and see many videos that are produced. And some of those produced by by Matthew. Matthew, what um, what gets you excited about analytics? I mean, you've been with tools, people tools for a long time, and you've seen a lot of technologies come through on the people tool side. What gets you excited about Kibana? Yeah, so so PeopleSoft has, has had a large catalog of analytic capabilities for a long time, but Kibana really is is a new offering that I think is really going, as Gary pointed out, is going to be very exciting for a lot of people. And and there are several reasons for this. I think that the biggest reason is that it provides some really great reporting and analytic power at like minimal or no cost. So there's no license cost to customers, and it's very easy to deploy. Uh, it has, as Gary noted, a large visualization library. Uh, it handles large volumes of data really well, and the speed is terrific, uh, the performance, uh, both in terms of rendering the, the information as well as not having an impact on PeopleSoft transactions when you're running the analytics because it works against the, uh, the indexes, not the, um, not the database. Right. And I think um, as part of that, b- making it available through people tools is a benefit. Can you talk a little bit, Matthew, about what we did from a design perspective to include Kibana as part of tools and what those what the benefits of that is? Yeah. So we, we introduced Kibana through Elasticsearch, actually. So Elasticsearch uh, was the, f- the first thing that we deployed from the Elastic company, and that's the, the search engine. Now, Elastic pr- provides other open source products too, and Kibana is one of those. And that's how we, we got going with that. And so the way that this works is it's deployed through uh, our DPKs. So when customers install people tools, they have DPKs specifically for Kibana and Logstash and um, for the Elk stack for the Elastic products. So that gets deployed. So the installation and and deployment management, all that stuff is much easier than search search engines and, and analytics were in the past. Uh, so that was uh, that was a big thing. And that's that's how we got going with Kibana. We started with Elasticsearch and then expanded that to Kibana. Right. And I think that also helps with access and security, right? Because I yes. think one of the things that customers uh, I, I think customers love the fact that the performance is potentially better and the the, vis- the usability of it is better because of all the different visualizations and all the things you mentioned. And it's part of the, the stack now with PeopleSoft. But I think also what's very important to customers is that when their users log in, that they're only looking at data that they're allowed to look at. Yeah, that's right. And, and that actually was introduced in PeopleTools 858. 
So that gives you, as you pointed out, or gives customers uh, PeopleSoft security applied to that. They can only, when, when they do a search or when they do reporting in Kibana, they can only have access to the data to which they're entitled. Right. So we implement PeopleSoft security through that as well. Um, Gary, I'm interested to hear from you now that you've had opportunities to, to demo and talk to customers about uh, Kibana and how it works within PeopleSoft. Well, what sorts of use cases or what kind of feedback are you getting from customers in terms of, hey, this looks great, but are they giving you feedback on how they want to use it? What kind of what kind of analytics they want to they want to show their their users? Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff. Customers are really just starting to scratch the surface with Kibana. I mean, a lot of customers are finally getting to the point where they are upgrading to eight five eight. So. While we show the delivered dashboards, there's typically a lot of questions out there, but the rollout, you know, this will be a continual evolution as long as Kibana is, you know, the product, which I believe is the product of the future from an analytics perspective with Oracle, at least in the PeopleSoft space, right? Uh, the customers will be evolving what they're doing in Kibana over time. And the big thing really is, making them understand that the power is really what is available in the data model, which in this case is our Elasticsearch indexes, right? So I think from HCM and I think both financials and HCM, they both have around a hundred or so each. Um, one's a little under a hundred, the other one, I think financials is actually over a hundred, but search indexes available, right? So the data that they can tap into and easily build visualizations. That is, that's the key, right? So not everybody's looking at every single metric the same way. So while Oracle's delivering some dashboards, customers are taking those and breaking those out further. Yeah, I mean, we I think we fully expect that the dashboards that we deliver with Kibana and the analytics that are included in those dashboards um, serve a purpose, um, serve a particular purpose in a particular product area for a particular user, but you know they're delivered in a way that customers can make changes to that dashboard pretty easily or add their own analytics, particularly if those in elastic search indices already exist. And if they don't, they can create the indices in order to create the analytics. Maybe Matthew, you can talk a little bit about the process for customers to start embracing Kibana. Um, can, sure. you, can you walk us through what, what would you recommend to a customer right now as they kind of go through their process of adopting Kibana? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Let, let me expand on something Gary said first though. Um, one thing I think that's going to be really appealing to customers about, about Kibana is that this is sort of a, a, a key product for the Elastic Company. So they are continually enhancing it, continually making changes to it. And so customers will be able to take advantage of a lot of that. Uh, in addition, we're making changes too. So we have some plans for you know upcoming releases that uh, will enhance the use of Kibana, will enhance the indexing process to make the data more fresher and you know real-time incremental real-time indexing, things like that. So th there's a lot of things that are going on both from Elastic and from PeopleSoft that will continue to make this a, a really uh, useful and valuable product going forward. To, to address your question though, I, I think 
one of the things that, and you kind of brought this up, I, I, what I would recommend to customers, and I think maybe Gary would as well, is you, you, we're delivering a lot of products, a lot of uh, dashboards and visualizations. As you mentioned, Robin, I mean, your team, the HCM team is delivering a number of these. And what I would recommend to customers is to take a look at those. Look at the examples, the instances that we deliver. Uh, consider using those as templates to create their own if you know if they have requirements or, or needs that are not met by those specifically delivered ones. It's very, very easy uh, in Kibana to create new dashboards and new visualizations. It's it's just really, really easy. And so, um, you know, I suggest people look at those as templates. Uh, you know, they can they can talk to to people like Gary at Spear MC to help them not just understand with the implementation, but help them understand their their reporting needs. And that will help them in the design of their dashboards and things like that. Yeah, Matthew, that's a great example of, you know, one of the things that we do from Spear MC is we are looking at where customers have challenges in their current reporting environment or so whether maybe it's just pain points, right? What what data are you having trouble either conveying to your end users or even our product leads? Where do they see the biggest needs? So we've been doing some work internally and then showcasing some of these new dashboards to our customers. So we did some work with a grants dashboard. That's an area that Oracle is not touching currently, but we've you know created our new, our own Elasticsearch indexes and then build a couple of dashboards around that for grants customers. We did that on the HCM side and then Oracle sort of supplemented that in PUM 38 with a few new release dashboards around um, health monitoring and safety monitoring and things like that. And so those dashboards, right, we started doing some of that as well. And then when you guys, in when PUM38 came out, we were like, oh, well, let's see what's here. Okay, now let's look at what we did and can we leverage what you did or at least maybe now pull back on our custom version and start foundationally from what you have, right? So instead of us saying, oh, you need to go build this index, we could at least leverage that index that Oracle now provided, but maybe we had to modify that slightly. Yeah, I think that's the approach though that, um, that we were that we were that we're planning on having for Kibana because we know that we cannot meet all of the use cases that are out there regardless of which product it is but we can certainly deliver what could be used out of the box or could be used as a starter kit um, for customers that have maybe a combination of analytics that we deliver but also can analytics that aren't in our scope but uh, th that customer wants needs as part of their dashboard. So I think that's in, that's intentional. And I think, um, you know, the more that customers are in line with what we're planning to deliver and are delivering, um, the better prepared they are to add to what they already have, or maybe, you know, start anew with some of the new dashboards and analytics. So Matthew, I wanted to find out from you because um, Gary mentioned something earlier around kind of the evolution of analytics in, in PeopleSoft and, and we're all super excited about Kibana, right? But for the longest time, we've had other options available um, as a result of what PeopleTools has been able to, to provide the applications. And we still do, right? We still have a number yes. of different ways that, that customers can and continue to do analytics in the system. But Kibana is an optional thing. It's not a requirement. Right. Can you talk to some, some of the other things that maybe customers are using that can continue to use and how it complements 
Cabana, because I, I want to make sure that people don't feel like this is ultimately um, replacing um, what's in there, but in, in many ways complements what's in there. Yeah, that, that's a good question, Robin. So most of the most of the analytic options that have been around for a while are still there. Um, one, the, probably the most familiar one that that people know about is pivot grids and simplified analytics, and those are still a viable option for certain things like contextually bound analytics, you know, within the context of transactions and things like that. And the nice thing about those is, uh, you know, it's fresh data, it's working against the database. Uh, and you can also apply uh, anal- uh, analytic notifications to those. So for example, on, on, on pivot grids and simplified analytics, you can have uh, business rules implemented to notify you when some condition exists, you know, uh, an expense report exceeds a certain sh- threshold, uh, a supplier is late on deliveries or something like that. And, and so that changes the way that, that people interact with PeopleSoft based on the, the, those analytic capabilities. Now that's something that, that Kibana doesn't offer, but Kibana does offer some things that the others don't. So for example, a lot of customers were limiting their use of pivot grids and simplified analytics because of performance and the ability to handle large amounts of data. And that's where Kibana really excels. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, performance is always something that comes up with customers who are looking at deploying particularly pivot grids to many, many, many users, right? To admins, maybe not as much, but when you start looking right. at deploying, let's say pivot grids uh, or access to pivot grids to self-service to managers or, or other yeah. types of users, that's when customers say, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm worried about performance because what if I get all, you know, a couple thousand users, you know, getting um, accessing this one pivot grid all at once, what's going to happen? But I think the beauty of Kibana, and maybe Matthew, you can tell us more about this, the beauty with Kibana is that we're seeing through our testing that multiple people accessing the same dashboard is not necessarily a performance hit. Yeah, that's right. And Gary may want to elaborate on this a little bit, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, Kibana works against the Elastic Index, not against the trans, not against the PeopleSoft transactional database. So the performance for rendering the analytics is very good as well as it, it doesn't impact the transactions themselves, right? So I can run a report in Elastic and it won't impact any transactional work that's going on in PeopleSoft at the time. Yeah, Gary, is that what you're seeing as well with your work with Kibana? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that you know, performance has been very good. Um, I'm looking forward to really you know, applying some of these dashboards to some high high volume <laughs> reports or you know indices to see how that works i mean I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that i've built to date hasn't been too detailed and it's just it's not for any reason you know but it'll be interesting to see what happens when we really push it right because i haven't done too much in that space but you know based on what i've seen at the summarized level it, it, it's great yeah i think one thing uh, matthew you can probably talk to this better one thing that I feel from an HCM perspective, I feel kind of comfortable is that my my counterparts on the financials team, anytime we talk Kibana, if I see that they're happy, I know I'm going to be happy because, <laughs> because look, I mean, we deal in numbers. I'm not trying to you know diminish that, but overall, our financials team, they live and breathe by numbers. And I feel like if if they're pushing the envelope on the financial side 
and can create and, and maximize the usage of all these different Kibana visualizations that are available and they're happy, I know I'm going to be happy because I think they can push it yeah. way further than we can ever do in HCM, right? Yeah, from a from a volume of data perspective, I think financials definitely, you know, is going to, is the area that really, where, where Kibana is really going to shine. Not that, it, as you said, not that it won't in HCM as well, but they deal with such large volumes that this is going to be a real big boon for the, our financials customers, particularly, I think. Yeah. And uh, slicing and dicing that data becomes something that uh, they typically like to do. Let's talk yeah. about users, targeted users. So we do see administrators or power users getting a lot out of Kibana. What other sorts of users do you expect to be able to get a lot out of Kibana? Maybe I'll start with you, Gary, and then Matthew, chime in. Sure. I mean, we talk about you know user personas. These are analysts or are these the folks in payables who's actually using these dashboards and you know i i do think the opportunity to embed these kibana visualizations directly into you know the business into the folks that are going out and looking at you know where we're spending money so if it's a supplier based dashboard right i think the end user typically are they're not power users or they're not just developers or administrators. It's it's folks in the business, right? Yeah, and I think um, uh, business users love the different visualizations that are available, things that go beyond what we've had in Pivot Grids, right? Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that from a user perspective, Matthew? Sure. I, I think one of the things that that's really interesting about Kibana is the, the breadth of users that can find this valuable. So, for example, when we first introduced Kibana, it was for system administrators only. And this was before we introduced, you know, application data security. And so now, I mean, if you, if you look at the, the people that that might use Kibana uh, from a tools perspective, it can be system administrators. Um, we're using it for health center now. So you can you can monitor your PeopleSoft system using Kibana all the way up to end users. You can have you know power users on the app side, uh, administrative app users that might set up some dashboards and visualizations for their less sophisticated end users all the way up to, to end users. And they, they may use it in different ways and to different levels of sophistication, but uh, the, the breadth of the user community that can take advantage of Kibana is, is really, really broad. I, I completely agree with you, Matthew. I, in fact, I, I've always thought the, the first time I ever saw Kibana and the different options that are available with the dashboard, the first thing that went through my mind was this could be an opportunity for us to finally deliver something that senior leadership within an organization slash executives, whatever you want to call them, could potentially uh, log into PeopleSoft and, and view it. We know that leadership typically doesn't um, log into a system uh, like, like PeopleSoft, but when you have insight into the PeopleSoft data and have it pr presented to you in Kibana, which is a really cool dashboard with all the different types of analytics, then it tells a story, right? It tells a story that um, anybody that wants to see insight into their PeopleSoft data would be willing to to look at and even personalize over time. So I think it gives us not only that as broad as you're saying, but even broader if we can um, we can get um, leadership to look at it too. Yeah, hey, uh, I don't know, Robin or Matthew, if you, either of you know this, but that's something I was recently talking about with uh, Randy Johnson, one of our VPs at Spear was, 
Kibana and if it's available with unified navigation itself. And so are you able to, is there any way to use Kibana to pull data from both HCM and FSCM at the same time? And I haven't dug into that, but I don't know if either of you know the answer to that or if that's on the roadmap. It's funny you brought that up because I just got an email about that today. And I believe that it is possible. Uh, I need to confirm that though. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll provide information about that. Okay. Matthew, um, that kind of brings me to the other request that we hear from customers. Um, and that is, what about external data, right? So Kibana uh, is, is, is going to be a great tool for pulling data from PeopleSoft. But sometimes I have some data in other applications that I'm running that I need to marry up together with the PeopleSoft data to give my leadership a complete view of what's going on in HR or financials. What, um, where do we stand in terms of allowing for uh, external data to be pulled into Elastic? Yeah, so we are working on that, absolutely. The question we have to deal with there is, is not just getting the data and rendering it through the visualizations in Kibana, but making sure that secured data is remains secured and is not corrupted or affected in any way by some non-secure data. So for example, let's say you were pulling uh, information from a PeopleSoft index and you wanted to use some of that data and report on it with some other HCM uh, application outside of PeopleSoft and, and marry those visualizations. That, that's what we're working on, but we, want, we have to make sure that everything is secure and uh, so it, it can be useful without, you know, without those, without implications to PeopleSoft security, uh, data security. Yeah, I, I think um, if we're able to solve for that, which it's it's a tricky problem, right? I think you know, I think you said it very well. It's it's not something that's super simple to do, but if we can if we can solve that through Kibana and Elasticsearch, uh, that's going to be a big win for those customers that have some of their, in, in my case, HR data or performance data or something uh, in another application to be able to pull it in, then that makes that dashboard that much more powerful because it's a complete view of what's going on, uh, particularly in HCM. Yeah. And as I mentioned, I mean, we are working on, we're continually enhancing these kinds of things, not just Kibana, but everything that's related to it, you know, so for the, you know, the Elasticsearch indexing, um, Elasticsearch itself, the PeopleSoft search framework, which is how you you know create indexes and things like that. So, all of those things are continually being enhanced, and so we hope to you know to continue to go in that direction. Uh, and as I as I mentioned, you know, we've we've also introduced Logstash, an initial version of Logstash, uh, that will help us extract data. Log for those not familiar with Logstash, it's for uh, ingesting and uh, data from external sources or from many different sources. And again, you, you know, you you'd put that in some index, presumably, uh, and then, but we'd have to we have to work through that security, as I mentioned. Yeah, Matthew, I wanted to find out because um, you're closer to the team, the People Tools team, particularly the technical team that is kind of responsible for figuring out how to get Kibana part of the stack, and 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 as as Kibana comes out with new features, or the Elasticsearch comes out with new features, how to incorporate that into what we make available to the customers. Can you talk a little bit about how it's been working with that tool set? Because I think that kind of lends some insight into our audience knowing how committed we are 
right? To sure. to having Kibana, as Gary uh, kind of alluded to earlier. I want customers and people listening to know how committed we are to Kibana has a lot to do with the flexibility of the tool and how our technical team is able to consume it. Can you talk to a little bit about that? Yeah. So our our, our team, and this goes, this goes back a bit, but our, our development team did some really sharp things uh, when we first introduced Elasticsearch. Uh, you know, we, we built the PeopleSoft search framework, which allowed us to decouple the, the search engine from, you know, from PeopleSoft itself. And then so when we swapped out the old search engine, which was Oracle Secure Enterprise Search and reintroduced Elastic, we, we used that search framework that they had built. So that was, that was a really clever thing that our, our search team, our development team had done. So what that means, though, too, is that we... Because we have these these security plugins and other things that we provide as part of this, we need our customers to get Elasticsearch and Kibana and Logstash from us. They are open source products, of course, that you can get from Elastic, uh, but we need to, them to get it from us because we provide those additional plugins for security. So, as I mentioned, uh, you know this is installed through the DPKs. So, what, when you you get a new version of People Tools, for example, you can get the the latest version, and and we try to keep up as best we can with the uh, the latest version of of Elk or Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kapana for for all of those. You know, obviously we're on a little bit different schedule than Elastic itself is, but you know, we we every time we release a new tools release, you know, we up we update our our version of uh, of Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kapana as well, and that's delivered through. Tools updates. That, I guess. Yeah, that's delivered through the DPKs, as I mentioned. Right. So I guess as a customer, our customers don't need to worry about falling behind with uh, anything related to Elasticsearch or Kibana as it as it relates to PeopleSoft, as long as they're you know staying current with their people tools. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Gary, I wanted to find out from you. So you know, I, I think um, as you start to w- work with customers, it kind of helps us validate. The decisions that we're making, you know, from a product perspective, what are you seeing in terms of what customers are asking you about? Um, we, you mentioned earlier they, they want to know about performance and they want to know uh, about what's what's delivered. But what are some of the other things that customers are asking you in particular to help them get going with with Kibana? I've actually given customer training. I think five different sessions. I bet I've trained. 30 different customers on Kibana at this point spread across those sessions. So there are a lot of customers that are interested in, you know, learning, you know, how do we, the tra- let me start, let me actually take that back one step, right? The training that I end up doing covers briefly on the install. So there's questions that come up about the install. Then there's questions about how do I create content? How do I modify content, right? So a lot of the stuff that we talked about, what is delivered? So I try to give customers that overview of end to end. If you put in Kibana, this is what you're going to see out of the box. This is what you need to do if you want to modify this. So what customers mostly are looking for at this point is, you know, where do I get started? And how do I use this? Right, and uh, and I think uh, Matthew, didn't you put together something on uh, uh, maybe it was a spotlight series? I can't remember 
but uh, I think you did put together some type of content on how to get started with Kibana. Yeah, we have actually, we have a lot of resources. Uh, if people go out to peoplesoftinfo.com mm-hmm. and uh, analytics under the tools and technology part, there's an analytics menu choice there. And then we've got a whole page on on Kibana with all the resources available. And there is a spotlight series. I did not, I contributed to it, but I was not the author of it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very helpful and, and really good. So I'd recommend that people visit not only that, and, and there's a link to that that video out there on that page I mentioned too. So vi- visit peoplesoftinfo.com and that analytics page, and you can you can get all kinds of great resources about Kibana there. Yeah, and I, I think um, I hear that too, Gary. Like, how do I get started, right? And um, I think it's a great service that you're providing, giving them end-to-end what they can expect that we deliver out of the product, out of the different applications too, and what comes comes with, with people tools. And then I think the next step is to figure out, well, what is it that you want done as an organization beyond what's available outside the box? And then I think the, and that's part of kind of the evolution of really any feature, right? Any feature yeah. we deliver, there's there's what's out of the box and then there's, well, how do we want to use it? You know, can we use it as delivered? Can we just configure a few things and make it work? Or do we have to do any type of customization? All those types of traditional questions with anything that we deliver, I think, pertains to Kibana. One of the things that I do hear from customers is, okay, Robin, this sounds great, but are there any gotchas? Are there any areas that we should be aware of before we go headfirst into Kibana deployment? Um, And I'd, I'd like to ask you guys, is there anything that you would prepare a customer upfront to think through or to look at before they start going down the deployment path for Kibana. Anybody want to jump on that one? I would say there really aren't any gotchas. You know, I don't want to be too much of a cheerleader or a Pollyanna here, but uh, you know, I would encourage people to really get into this. It's it's a very powerful tool, and and as I said, uh, there's there's no cost associated with it apart from the cost that you you know have to to learn how to use it and stuff. There's no license cost and everything like that. So the commitment, the commitment's minimal uh, other than your, your time and, and effort. And, um, and even that is, is not, it's not super high. So I think the return on investment in getting into Kibana and starting to use it is going to be, is going to be very high for people. I agree with you, Matthew. What, Gary, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's such a quick learning curve, right? And the familiarity with, the actual data that's available, that's sort of where you hit that point where all of a sudden you can do things very quickly, right? So you have all these available indexes that you can bring into Kibana. If you open up Kibana in the Discover product and you just start looking at the data and seeing what's available and you can create some simple little, hey, I I can look at you know, headcount and split it by these five different things. I have this data right here. Now let me just jump over and build a visualization. So going through that process and learning where all these various data elements are and what you can build, that is, I don't know if I call that a gotcha, but that's more of an aha moment, right? So as as you learn that data and, you know, you realize how much is available and what you can build. And then if you want to modify that, where do you go from there? We should probably point out also that when we say build these dashboards or build these visualizations, it doesn't require coding or anything like that. It's a, you know, it's it's a quite a straightforward and simple process to do within the Kibana tool. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that 
when when customers look at this, I think you put it best, Matthew, when you said there's just a lot. It's a it's a very minimal investment, and the payoff can be very big. And um, one way that I suggest to customers to kind of test us on that on that theory, I guess, is to take one of the delivered dashboards, any one you want. You know, now by now we have several in in in, in all the applications. Put it in front of a couple of your users. Put it in front of a couple of your users that like to 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 use data um, and do data analysis to make decisions and get their feedback and see what they think. Because it, once you put it in front of somebody, that's when you get the true sense of the value of it and whether they think they would use it or not. And uh, once you get that feedback, if it's as positive as we think it'll be, then I think you will have your justification to spend the time that it takes to, to make it work. Let's talk about uh, resources. So um, Matthew, you, you touched on a few things that we have, and we have that, uh, that one um, basically part of PeopleSoft Info site. Is there any particular resources that you want to suggest to people for getting started? Maybe there's one or two things that you'd recommend they start with first. I think that spotlight series is a good one. I mean, that's that's a little bit more technical though. That's that's kind of, you know, how do you deploy it? How do you manage it? How do you administer it? That kind of thing. But that that's a really good overview of what's required in terms of, you know, deploying Elasticsearch and, and Logstash and Kibana. But I think in in order to to really get an understanding of what Kibana provides from a business perspective, I'd recommend that they look at some of the the VFOs, the video feature overviews that you guys, the applications teams, have delivered and posted on our YouTube channel. That gives them more of a business understanding of the power of Kibana. So I'd take a look at that. Um, and again, if you if you go to peoplesoftinfo.com and that that analytics page, There's a wealth of information for people to choose from there. But I think from a business perspective, I would start with some of those VFOs. They're very short, you know, they're under 10 minutes, and they show a lot of the things that you guys are delivering. So customers can really see from a business perspective why Kibana is valuable. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good suggestion uh, because until you can show the business value, it, it doesn't make sense to start you know poking away behind the scenes with the technical piece of it. Unless you want to do it in parallel because you know it's going to be a slam dunk. but Yeah, or you can have different people looking yeah. at that, right? So you have some of your your business people, your end users looking at those videos, getting to getting excited about how they can use it. And then uh, have some of your administrators and um, you know some of your other users that will be deploying Kibana look at some of those other resources. And then in, in preparing for the podcast, you were talking a little bit about what we're starting to make some plans for Reconnect and Vision. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So... Uh, as as you may know, uh, Reconnect Envision is coming up at the end of April uh, this year. Uh, this year, like last, it's going to be a virtual conference, of course, due to the due to COVID. Uh, we have a few sessions planned for Kibana and for Elk generally. When I say Elk, I mean Elasticsearch Logstash Kibana. So you might you might hear that acronym from time to time. But uh, so we have a couple sessions on that. Um, we're we're looking at um, you know some of them are more technical. Uh, but we're also looking at uh, having a roundtable where we have a, a few of us and it's open to customers and, st- and partners and everybody who want to get in and, and have a conversation around, uh, around Kibana. Probably it will also include other elk things as well, but Kibana will be prominently featured in that. So for those that are, that are either interested or planning on attending Reconnect, you might look for those sessions. 
Yeah. And I think we'll also provide some sneak peeks into new dashboards that um, all of our application teams are working on. Oh, that's great. Great place to see see some of those uh, that are still in the works. Um, Gary, how about yourself? I know you've been busy doing uh, webinars. Like you said, you've probably trained more uh, uh, customers on Kibana than we have. So uh, what, <laughs> what's what's going on in your world that, uh, that customers can potentially um, uh, listen to, to to get more information about Kibana? Sure. So yeah, we have some ongoing um, training classes. We've been doing training classes about every other month, maybe six to eight weeks apart, public training. So you can find those on the SpearMC website. We are also submitted for a few sessions at uh, Reconnect as well. And I think one or two sessions on Kibana and then you know other things from SpearMC. So you will see us out there at Reconnect for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, Matthew, Gary, it has been my pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, thank you for having us. I want to thank everyone for listening and for your support. Don't forget to help spread the word about the PeopleSoft Chat podcast and contact me with your suggestions for future guests and topics. Until then, be well and be safe. Thank you for listening to the PeopleSoft Chat podcast. If you have any feedback or questions, please feel free to reach out to Robin over email at robin.belitem at oracle.com. 